Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. The English Federation of Disability Sport works with many charities and sporting organisations to help break down barriers and make it easier for people with disabilities to take part in many, many different types of sport. Now, each year they produce some new videos and uh, new projects to help that, whether it's encouraging people to get into sport or indeed the service providers, uh, telling them basically how to make their services more accessible. Uh, Tom Webster joins me from EFDS. Uh, Tom, thank you for joining us. Perhaps you could tell me a little bit about the organisation first of all. Yeah, so we're Sport England's national partner supporting disabled people to be more active, essentially. We don't do any work on the talent pathway, so we're not looking at trying to build Paralympians. It's all about getting disabled people more active, getting them into physical activity, into sport, uh, giving them opportunity to enjoy being active and you know sport not just the activity side of it uh, Tom would have thought that the, the benefits that come from that whether it's building people's confidence and you know independence is, is really a plus point as well yeah it's incredible in terms of people's mental well-being and you're right about independence you're right about developing social support structures as well as the kind of the general confidence about feeling more capable in terms of going out and being active, being healthy. But there are barriers, and when I talk about barriers, you know, these don't have to be physical ones when it comes to, say, someone looking to perhaps go to a local gym or, or sports venue to, to take part in a kind of sport or leisure activity, but you know, it's not as easy as people would first think. Oh, certainly, yeah, and it's something we're definitely aware of, and that's why it's one of the reasons why far less disabled people than non-disabled people are active on a regular basis but we're working to kind of overcome those psychological barriers things about perception both from disabled people around their either their ability to participate or how they'll be received within a sporting or leisure setting and also of non-disabled people and of leisure providers about kind of what they need to do how they need to alter their provision to give disabled people a really good experience. Now each year so you, you launch videos and new packs to help deliver this goal. Tell us about this year's. This year we've launched our engagement video which is aimed at providers of sport and physical activity to give them some advice and guidance on how best to shape their opportunities to be really accessible for disabled people. That's an animated video, it's about five minutes long, get it on YouTube, taking providers of sport, so leisure centres, clubs, social groups, anyone who might want to put on physical activity that includes disabled people, giving them some hints about how best to shape their activity, about training, about access, so all kinds of things, pretty broad. It's a starter point to get people thinking about the things they need to consider and we can give a bit of a wraparound service for that so we can offer all kinds of guidance to make sure that someone's opportunity is really accessible and disabled people who come along and try it out get a really good experience. Well, you mentioned accessibility there. Now, that doesn't always have to be physical access. It, yeah, could, be, it could be websites or it could just be um, staff awareness and staff training. Definitely. Now, we find that one of the most important people within a leisure setting to make sure we're really well trained are the front of house staff because they're the first people you come in and speak to when you turn up at a facility. And if they're not trained, if they don't know how to answer people's questions, they generally give you bad customer service, then you're not going to stay. And if you do stay, you're not going to come back. 
So, yeah, it's not just about physical accessibility, certainly. It's not even about training coaches and people like that. It's about the whole service and the whole experience you get as a customer when you, when you experience sport. So, yeah, it's a broad scope we have, certainly. And we're looking to make sure that all aspects of the experience are really positive for people. It's interesting you mentioned that, you know, the number of people with disabilities is a lot lower than those without disabilities who take part yeah. in sporting activity. And it almost sounds as if that's not really down to the fact they have a disability. It's down to the fact where they can't find somewhere to really take part in it and feel part of. Yeah, there's a real broad range of reasons why that number's low. It's about 37 to 38% overall who participate in sport once a week, but 18 to 19% of disabled people participate in sport once a week. So it's a clear gap there, and it's something that you know, we're working really hard to address alongside the wider sport and leisure sector. But yeah, I mean, a lot of it isn't just around kind of what people want, because a lot of the research shows that there's a lot of latent demand amongst disabled people for opportunities to be more active. A lot of times it's around either knowing what's available and what's out there and where to look for it, having the right provision set up with the right support and the right adaptations that someone might need to make sure that an activity is really accessible and enjoyable for them. And sometimes it's about perceptions as well about what people can do. So I'd say that pretty much any sport can be made accessible for pretty much any person. But it's knowing how to do that and it's having the right tools, whether that's physical tools, so equipment or and kind of making a facility accessible, whether it's about having the confidence to change what you're doing and speak to people and kind of understand what they need. So the barriers can be identified and, as you say, work can be done to, to break those down. Is it equally important then for disabled people to learn that they have a voice and, and perhaps encourage them to, to speak with leisure and sport providers as well? Oh, certainly. Yeah, I'd always, always encourage that. And I think that a lot of disabled people find that in a lot of instances, people are really keen for them to come and be involved. They're really passionate about providing or about kind of getting people active, but may not know exactly how to go about that. So by all means, come talk and kind of explain the support you might need. And in most instances, and I won't guarantee that in every instance you'll get a positive result because that'd be foolish. I can't guarantee that. But in many instances, you'll find that you know you get a really positive result out of it and people are really keen to provide a really good service. We do a lot of work around research and insight into how to make activity really um, accessible for disabled people. We've got a piece of work called Talk To Me. And it's 10 principles around designing an activity or program to really appeal to disabled people. And a lot of the kind of insight within that is around giving the opportunity for uh, people to tell you the needs or feedback around the activity and, and making it a supportive environment. And we've been encouraging the, the sports sector firmly to, to, to do that over the last couple of years since that research was published. Is the sector getting better? Yeah, it's definitely getting better. We can see positive changes. It's probably not getting better as quick as everyone would like but there's definitely a move in the right direction around understanding the needs of disabled people and, and what disabled people want from from activity and and that it's not just the Paralympics and everyone being superhumans it's more about kind of people wanting to go out and do things with their friends and, and be active and, and have fun. Tom just finally if people would like to find out more about um, EFDS or some of the programs that you run how can they do that? 
Yeah, they can access our website, which is efts.co.uk. Uh, there's loads of content on there. The videos you've mentioned, last year's video, which, which is called Me Being Active, which is the stories of the lives of five disabled people who are active and enjoy going out and being sporty or kind of participating in physical activity. And they're really good good stories and, and really good starting points when, when you're thinking about what kind of things you might want to do. There's loads of resources there and you can get in contact us. So we have a field team across the country. So I cover the northwest and northeast of, of England. But I have colleagues all over the country you can get in touch with and find out about opportunities locally and we can help you on that journey. Tom Webster, thank you very much for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.